back to So Rare Grind. This is episode five. I'm your host, Joel, manager name, Afro Kiwi, and I'm joined, as always, by Jack, uh, manager name, Jack Hammond444, always original. Jack, how you doing? I'm great, mate. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. I feel good um, that I sold my uh, that little team that I was planning to build for the, uh, the goalkeeper special and uh, the uh, forward and midfield of their head did diddly squat. So uh, yeah, I banked that gain and, and ran with the, ran with the money. So feeling good about that, but particularly excited for game week 270. It's a big one. What about yourself? Mm. Uh, I actually didn't really follow anything to do with game week 269. So I actually kind of want to just scan through and see what was required for the goalkeeper weekly special, to be honest. Yeah. Um, do you know off the top of your head, Joel, why, why I look well, through it? No, not since we recorded late our um, episode four. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up now. Goalkeeper special hmm. weekly. So the podium required 360 points. And the interesting, pretty good, pretty yeah, I mean, considerable amount. That's a lot for four players, isn't it? It's like mm. you got the cap to give him fifty percent. The the thing that I found interesting is there is absolutely no detail on Syria about what the different places mean. They just said top one hundred because there's no card. Like if you look on the prize pool, there's just no detail at all, nothing. Oh really? So oh, okay, interesting. Who knows how they're going to do it? I mean. Yeah, you expect if you're in first, you're going to be getting, I don't know, like a Diogo Costa, Porto, under 23 keeper. I think he's mm. is he the most expensive limited keeper in the game. Um, one of them. Um, you certainly expect that if you're finishing, you know, top five, you're probably getting some good under 23 keepers. Um, sorry, what mm. you going to say? I bet Kim Young Quang's probably at the bottom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Have you looked towards the bottom of that prize pool? <laughs> Well, we don't know. Like, we yeah. don't, I mean, he would be he would be one of the cheapest uh, starting keepers to be in the prize mm. pool, that's for sure. So, well, mm. I mean, my prediction was pretty blooming bang on. Originally, I said I reckoned it'd be 300 points required, and I backtracked it a bit to 280. Well, 301.25. There you go. Oh, good stuff. Um, captains, right. yeah. Well, maybe your data is more accurate than I thought, Joe. I might have to use that more often to be honest it was just a, a, a guesstimation <laughs> i just took what, what the scoring had been out of um underdog because it was a similar kind of setup you know you captain 50 percent and uh players under a certain threshold and then i just adjusted it for having one less scoring player and slightly more um uh slightly more of a pool of players because of the it being uh, L15 and 55 rather than 50 or 45 but and that's kind of how I mm. came up with a sort of guess of 300 so there you go tough league very tough league be interesting to see how it goes in 271 but anyway so rare baseball what are your thoughts Jack it's a pretty big announcement well Look, I'm very much into my sports and I know we discussed golf in one of the podcasts and that mm. being rumored to be coming. And I think like I'm a huge sport lover and I think golf and baseball would probably be two of my least favorite sports at yeah. this point in time. So yeah, in totally. terms of personal interest, 
pretty much none um, yeah. for me personally. Like maybe I would get into it just because I, I do love so rare, but like it doesn't get me personally very excited. However, I do like the thought of maybe more people uh, joining the so rare ecosystem. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like that, but I mean, from a personal point of view, I don't think I'm going to be playing it, but it does kind of infuriate me a little bit that maybe they're going to be dedicating more time and their resources towards not the actual football side of so rare. So that's kind of what my point of view was with golf, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm very much the same. It's the play off, the trade-off of uh, more time spent away from their team on so rare football side and but the benefit of more people kind of coming to the ecosystem and Surrey as a whole, like as a company being in better shape, which, you know, means the, uh, I guess the faith that I have in the continuity of the football side of the business, you know, increases because they are, you know, diversifying, they are growing, there's more, more money coming in, well, there's money going out, obviously for those licenses, but there should be more money coming in as well. And baseball is obviously huge for cards, like, you know, even in New Zealand, insulated away from a lot of baseball culture, still, you know, very aware of like the, the baseball card collecting kind of culture that's been around for decades, um, similar to basketball. So huge, huge deal, that's for sure. Um, I noticed it's going to be like entirely free to play. I don't, it's interesting. I don't know how they'll, they'll start it. Um, so yeah, I, I might end up playing, but I don't think I'll spend much time on it. I'll probably just, you know, get some free cards, whack them together and just see how I go. And maybe, um, I don't know, use the proceeds from that to, to fund the, the football side if there are any proceeds from it. So, I'm sure um, Gary Vaynerchuk is going to be all over it. Eh? Yeah. I feel like that's something he would be very into. Um, yeah, also, know. speaking of announcements, Sorry. Joel, I was going to say... Yeah. Uh, Speaking of announcements, I was going to say that you probably would have seen that Ultimate Champions, they yeah. just announced that they've got Arsenal licensed. Yes. And I've seen actually quite a bit of like back and forth going yep. happening on Twitter with, um, I don't know his role, but I think it's, is it Nicholas Julia? Some some co-founder yeah. of So Rare, some, yep. something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. They've been going kind of back and forth and discussing like that, that yes. I don't know, maybe the Premier League is potentially coming or whatever. So I don't know if you've seen much of that, Joel, but yeah, uh, I did see that. Yeah, it's pretty that interesting. I did see that exchange on Twitter um, where uh, someone t- tweeted him, tagged him in that, that post, and um, they said something about like Ultimate Champions, at least Ultimate Champions is signing. Oh, no, that's right. He, he, he made a tweet about, um, well, sorry, he made a tweet about, um, you know, summer signings for uh you know the different european leagues and uh you know someone commented cheekily that you know ultimate champions made the signing of arsenal or they were making signing of of teams or something like that and he went back and like corrected that it was team and uh, a lot of people thought yeah yeah Yeah, i saw indicative of of you know they're going after the whole league not just not just teams so yeah it's interesting um the other one actually that I've heard rumors about. I don't know where they came from, but of women's football um, going into into Surrey. Um, there's one guy on Twitter, uh, Professor Tekkers, who posted a uh, a bit of a doctored screenshot of uh, some of like the, the Barcelona women's players and. Um, mm, I think I did see that. Yeah. As being rewards, but yeah, that was that was fake. Um, 
was quite a good troll. A lot of people, it was quite a heated debate on that. Oh, was it actually fake? Yeah, it was fake. <laughs> yeah. Was so yeah, yeah, it was only correct. I, um, I actually saw that. I, I saw professor, um, professor or professional tickets. I think it's professor, right, Joel? I, professor, yeah. I, I haven't messaged him personally, but I do follow him on Twitter. And I actually saw um, John Nelson him made a YouTube video. And I think I got a lot of value out of that video. So if anyone hasn't seen that, oh, okay. uh, definitely I, I would give that, that a big recommendation. I did see. Yeah, yeah it's like I, 30 minutes long. Um, nice. Yeah. And it's just like packed with value. I really liked it. Okay. That's good. I saw the um, John Nelson Vaynerchuk video analysis probably frothing at the fact that you know baseball was announced after having just asked Gary V about um yeah about who who he'd sign uh, who'd be his like first sort of baseball pickups should it be um on Saturday um because I think Gary V's a big yeah baseball fan so um it'll be that'll be interesting but I'm sure he will um be quite quite into that Anything more to say about that, Jack? Or should we get on to the to the, the meat of episode five and game week two seventy? I think we can move on. I think that's pretty much all the big stuff. Yeah. That's the sorry news done. All right. Game week two seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past we've gone to some pretty big detail on our teams, but uh, today I'll just go through for this episode um, just just quickly. Um, and probably focused in on one of the teams. So, uh, big game week for me this week. I'm entering, uh, I think, eight teams in for the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple of them are not really expecting much out of, but but uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, so, my specialist team uh, in goal: Nishikawa for Udawa. That's, that's nice. It rhymes. Um, in defence for Kishiwa Raisol, which is not one that you would have um, heard from me, Jack. Kami, Kamijima, Takumi Takumijima. Oh. Um, in midfield, Jun Amano for Ulsan. Better bloody start. Uh, in the forward position, uh, Faisal Mulich from Seongnam. Big Mulich. Peter Crouch, impersonator. Um, and the extra slot, our loyal boy, Chang Woon, or Jiong Woon if you own his old card, like I do. In underdog, we've got Yu Hyun in goal for Suwon. Fingers crossed he actually starts and doesn't get rotated for Lee Bum Young. Is it Bum Young or Bum Su? always mix them up. I think Bum Young. Um, in defense, Riku Matsuda for Seretso Osaka. Away to Nagoya Grampus. In midfield, Yuba Diara for Hartberg. Away uh, in the Austrian Bundesliga against Tirol. Here's the captain. In forward, a new addition. Ryu Xiang Wu from Suwon Blue Wings. Forward, clearly in favor from the new manager. And uh, on him, actually. Mm-hmm. If you can find his rear forward card, absolute bargain. Gutted I missed out on one. It was coming for about 400 bips. Um, I will absolutely be trying to pick up one of those next time it's at auction. Uh, and Ilichenko for John Book at home to Gangwon as the extra slot. Moving over to the standard limited leagues, we have obviously our Twitter all-star team, which we'll actually probably talk to in a bit, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for now. Uh, under 23, bit of a throwaway team, but uh, backup gang one keeper, Kim Jung-ho in goal. Uh, Tiger Hata from Shonen Belmere in defense at home to Yokohama. In midfield, trusty Lee Soo-bin for Pohang away to Seoul. In forward, Diatono 
for Kawasaki Frontale at home to Avispa Fukuoka. And as the extra, um, Kim Min Jun at home for Ulsan against Incheon. Hopefully he gets more than 20 minutes. Uh, I'll skip the next team because I'm going to come back to them. But uh, in the Americas uh, League, I've got uh, Tim Melliott in goal away for Sporting Kansas City against Portland. In defense, uh, Marlon away for Cuiaba against Sao Paulo in the Brazilian League. Uh, in midfield and captain, Felipe Gutierrez for Universidad Católica against Union La Galera. In forward and likely to be replaced before the teams get locked in is Benji Michel, uh, <laughs> basically rotation striker for Orlando, who's done just about nothing all season uh, away against Toronto. And the extra New Zealand superstar Bill Tuiloma at home uh, for Portland against... Oh, uh, not Boxall. Not Boxall. No, I'm too cheap. I suppose Tuiloma's a bit of a superstar too. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Asia lineup, which I have some hope for in goal uh, away against Gimchon Sangmu. Uh, in goal, yeah, for Daegu is Oh Seung Hoon, partnered with uh, Jong Taewook, defender for Daegu. In midfield, Huang and Bomb for FC Seoul, who's captain. In forward, Cho Young Wook, also for Seoul at home against Pohang. And last but not least, our all faithful Chung Woon in at the extra slot for Jeju away against Suwon. Mm. Now, the team I'm going to focus to, because according to Saria Sharp, there's about a 10% chance that all five of these guys start doing the maths. They're all 50% or higher to start, but uh, I've gone with a Kaysera Spore stack at home against Yeni Malatya Spore Kulugu in the Turkish League. Now, for those that don't know, Yeni Malatya Spore is an atrocious side who, in their 18 away games so far this season, have kept five clean... Uh, yeah, have kept five clean sheets. Um, no, sorry, other way around. They've only scored five times in their 18 away games so far this season. So terrible goal scoring record away from home. Um, so, and and actually this week, uh, midweek, Casera Sport had a, an unbelievable come from behind. Uh, 4-2 victory uh, over the top of the table, Trabzonspor. Uh, in the Turkish Cup to make it through the final, which they last won in 2008. Um, they were ecstatic about that, and there were some heroics from a number of players in their team. Um, not least their, their goalkeeper, um, but because they have nothing to play for, they cannot be relegated, they can not really move up the table much. I'm banking on them likely rotating players so that they are fresh for the final which is only three or four days after the final league game of the season, um, which is next weekend. So um, I've gone with Bayezid in goal, who has played a few times in the season. He is an under-23 player as well. He was only 200 bips, so I feel like he gets a chance um, in goal. On Sarah Sharp, he's 50-50 with the other keeper to start, so we got, we're going to roll the dice. Uh, in defense, who apparently is 90% likely to start, has barely played this season, but played last week. 
Kolovetsios, uh, who's a Greek defender. Uh, in midfield, Joseph Atama, who I think was a, about a 60% likely to start. Uh, in forward and captain, Mame Tiam, actually bought two of his cards, and uh, he's gone up about 50% in price since I bought him. He uh, actually scored in the midweek um, game, a pretty important penalty. Uh, and then the extra is Honor Bullet, Bullet, B-U-L-U-T, uh, and who's a fullback um, and is about 60% likely to start. So um, I'm expecting a resounding Casey Spore 2 or 3 0 win. Uh, obviously, stacking up on the defenders given the uh, completely woeful goal scoring record from the opposition who are already relegated, bottom of the table. They, they cannot finish higher than bottom. One of the probably the worst teams uh, in. European football. Um, so <laughs> the whole team cost a grand total jack of about uh, 300 bits, this team. Um, so, Dang. you know, I don't think they can fall that much much more in price from where they currently are. And, uh, you know, who knows, Bayezid could end up um, being a starter next season. So we're going to give them a whirl for the final uh, two games of the season in Challenger Europe. So those are my lineups for this week. Um, mm. We'll talk about the, the Twitter team in a bit, but Jack, um, what's what are your lineups looking like? Okay, um, so I don't have eight lineups, Joe. I think I've got five. <laughs> I did actually yeah, I've got forget five at the moment. So that's right. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's all good. Um, all right, let's just pull it up. So. Yeah, I, I've got the Jeju stack. So I, I stacked them last week and that, that was a bit heartbreaking. Um, but <laughs> hopefully um, they can repay the faith because I've, I've still got faith in them. So hopefully they can repay me for that faith. Um, so I've got them in, as my Asia lineup. Um, I've got Kimo Q, Lee Changmin, Joe Min Q, and Jong Woon. I don't have GSO in that team, but I do have a GSO in another team. Uh, they are playing uh, Suwon FC away. So that is important because because uh, I do have one um, Suwon player that I picked up, but I'm also looking to pick up two others. So um, the one Suwon player that I do have is Lars Veldbike. I picked him up. I picked up one of his new cards. And Lars is the forward um, in my all-star team. So um, yeah, that's the first player in my all-star team that I'll mention. Then I have a defensive stack in my all-star team of Nishikawa and Schultz. Uh, they play for Yurawa Red Diamonds, and they're playing um, Sanfrische Hiroshima. Um, I also do have a San Francisco Hiroshima player and another team in my specialist team who I'll get to in a sec um, because say um, Urawa concede, I'm hoping that that San Francisco player can score and then that team is still you know alive and could do well. So if one team flops and is bad, that means the other team could do well. So that's the same reason why I have a Lars Valbeck. Um Also, I think Lars's price could go up. It actually has gone up since I bought him in, um, in Ethereum terms anyway um, because he's actually playing CNM um, next week where I think he can banging the goals so yeah good fixture uh, um yeah anyway, so i've got those three players in my all-star uh nishikawa schultz and Belbike. um and then i have bruno lamas uh he's a dagger midfielder that plays all the time uh unfortunately he hasn't got a decisive in the last two games which has been pretty disappointing but uh i think with the senior back playing the full last game uh they can you know what well, Dagu as a team can deliver a lot going forward and hopefully he can contribute to at least one of them uh so he's my all-star team i've got one of his new cards uh, and my extra is uh, currently 
Kim Young-Won. So uh, I think he's going to play. Joel has told me that he had he got cramp in the last game or a minor injury, so he's supposedly hey, supposed to play. That's, that's, I'll have that's, to check that that's before. That's Ross's intel. <laughs> okay, well, Ross, is, Ross has done me dirty in the past. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's on my lineup currently, and I'll do some more research. Um, I think I'm going to captain Lars in that team, by the way. I think, uh, yeah, I think he could do well against Jeju. And if um, he doesn't do well, that's okay, because then I'm assuming the Jeju boys are going to go well. Um, but anyway, uh, I could swap Kim Young-Gwon, the Osan center back, for Kim Dae-Won, the uh, Gang One forward, who are playing Jeonbak away from home, which is a pretty tough fixture mm-hmm. on paper. Um, and unfortunately, Kim Dae-Won didn't start the last game, which was really annoying. Um, so I'm pretty frustrated with that purchase when I picked him up, um, you know, when the K-League returned. So that was a bit of a, has been a bit of a flop thus far, but maybe he can um, do the business against Jeonbak. We'll see. But I'm still trying to determine who is the best starter in that all-star lineup as my extra. Um, and then my other two lineups, I've got specialist and underdog. I've got to throw away under 23 teams, so I'm not even going to go mention that one. But for my specialist currently, so I've got both uh, Oh Seung Hoon and Leo Osaki as like my defensive players that um, are above the limitations of L40 in the last 15 games. I'm thinking of doing a Suwon defensive stack in my specialist team of uh, Yo Hyun and Lachlan Jackson. However, Lachlan Jackson didn't start the last game, so I need to do a bit more research on that. But I'm thinking of doing a Suwon defensive stack in my specialist because they're playing Jeju. So if you know Joe Min-Q doesn't get a hat trick like he did last game, <laughs> which I'm hoping he'll do against Suwon next game, then you know Suwon could keep a clean sheet and you know that would be my specialist team would score very well. So I'm thinking of doing that, and plus buying Yu Hyun. Um, he would also be eligible for underdog in future weeks. Um, and I think Suwon have CNN the next game. So I think getting a Suwon defensive stack wouldn't be a bad idea. However, I do have the fear of Joel, uh, like Joel, of Yu Hyun potentially me. being rotated. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a fear I have anyway. Yeah, and, I have um, fear too. Suwon goalkeeper rotation. So uh, I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking of doing currently because I think both individually, Seung Hoon could get a clean sheet against um, Kim Shion, who they're playing. They are playing away from home. It's a pretty tough fixture. Um, he could do well. And I think Lewasaki could do very well too. He's playing against Sagan Tosu at home. Um, and Kikuchi is suspended. So he's almost definitely going to start, I would presume, because mm. him and Makina were the only two center backs. So I don't know. I'm, I'm tossing and turning between that. But um, the other three players in my specialist lineup are Murashima, who is the... Um, a Sam Fritsche Hiroshima uh, attacker who's going to, um, you know, be my alternate if you rather don't keep a clean sheet. So if Hiroshima, oh, is it, how you it? Hiroshima bangs in the goals against Yurawa, uh, then um, happy days. My specials team is alive. And I think Hiroshima has um, been one of the best attackers for um, Sam Fritsche, just looking at his attacking stats. Uh, uh, attacking stats sorry. Um, yeah, he's just created a lot of chances. Um, and yeah, got a few decisives in the last five games. So I think he's a good option. And then I have Mulich, uh, who are playing Suwon Bluings. He's my uh, L15 40 and under player, or well, one of them. And the other one is Lee Subin, who Joel is quite fond of. Yep, good player. Um, and yeah, last team is underdog. I currently have uh, Joe Hyun Woo, a very expensive goalkeeper, but his L15 is actually um, eligible for underdog. So it's pretty crazy to me. He's playing Incheon at home. So hopefully he can get a clean sheet. 
I've got Riku Matsuda from uh, Saritsu Osaka. I've got uh, an Armenian um, midfielder from uh, FK Rostov. Pretty difficult name for me to pronounce. I'll try my best. It's uh, Corin Bayram. <laughs> How do I pronounce this? Bayramian? I don't know. That's I've booked that very badly, but got him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's a lot better than me, Joel. Thank you. Um, and I've got Jesse Fernandez as my captain. So, yeah, again, just um, more Jeju players. And I've got Makino, who I think is also going to start, and he's eligible for underdog. So, yeah, those are my teams. It's a nice lineup. I like that underdog lineup in particular. By Ramyan. Worth a look, too, yeah. for anyone listening, because he's uh, got games from Armenia in the Nations League coming up during the break. And at 32 bips, 30 years yeah. old. Should have some pretty good value next season too. Well, we'll jump hmm. to the Twitter team. So uh, that's been oh, a true. really interesting experience this week, just posting those polls. Um, am keen to do it again. We'll probably do less polls because I think people are probably just sick. <laughs> There's been six polls in order to get the individual five and then decide a captain. Um, so we'll probably just vote packages or something. Um, Defensive stack, offensive stack, and then extra um, when we do it again. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the on the the full lineup, Jack? Have you got it in front of you? Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I do have a pretty good idea of who's involved. I so think we've got... Osmar, Kusi Young, yep, Chongwoon, Iwanami, Kwonsunte. No, no Chongwoon, it's Jerso. No. Oh, okay, it's not bad. But. Chong Woon is pretty reliable. I know. Yeah, I've mean, included him twice because I think he's a really, really good pick, but obviously Twitter didn't like him. So um, <laughs> that's all right. I think I think if um, if people had realized Iwanami was an option, then I think um, Nishikawa would have been the keeper vote. But um, looks like a pretty strong lineup to me. What do you think the odds are mm. of, um, of a reward there? The community uh out of 100 like what do you do what, what am i predicting like maybe tier three tier two no reward yeah what are you predicting yeah yeah that's that's a good way to do it how, how do i bounce it off um i reckon i think it'd be pretty insane if you got anything better than a tier one with that lineup but i'll go with a tier three i think it's like 50 50 between a tier three and no reward i mean based on last week this would have won I think a tier one, this lineup last week. Mm, but that's with Osma scoring a hundred yeah. and Kesey Young scoring an eighty-six, which is like unheard of. So I don't know how. Uh, not for Osma. Realistic some, that is. He's some pretty good scores, but yeah, I mean that, that, it was definitely a good week last week for them. Yeah, I, I think um, mm. I think it's probably going to win a tier two, is my prediction. Um, but um, yeah, I was thinking as I was, you know, as I was putting the team together and in prepping this, um, that it would be pretty hilarious and devastating <laughs> were it to win a, a star, a star limited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give away. I will give away. Um, you know, we are men of our word. And uh, if, uh, mm. if it does win, you know, a start here, we will give it away. I was imagining just, you know, this um, Mbappe or something <laughs> being <laughs> given away to, uh, actually, I just, Code the numbers, there's about 174 people that um, essentially are eligible um, 
to to win based on uh, getting voted and liked and retweeted and followed us or whatever. Um, of those 174, do you want to guess how many um, voted, uh, liked, and retweeted on all six polls? Uh, 38. Not too far. It was, it was still, close. Lot, still less than that, though. 21. Um, so okay. Only, oh, wow. Only about uh, an eighth, a ninth um, of all people mm. on all six. Um, a lot of people only voted on one. But anyway, so good luck to all those 21 in particular who loyally voted on all six polls. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be following that 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 uh, lineup with interest. Um, pretty much all the games on Saturday, Saturday evening, New Zealand time. I'm actually too short. Uh, I think there's a bit of a mix. Games. I think there's actually one game, one game tonight. Um, uh, I think the Rabo playing San Fritje, which I'm really excited because oh, um, that's nice. I've got like. I think so. I think it's at 11.30. We're going to know the team before the deadline. I think. Oh, that's a good point. Um, nice. Also, I'm pretty excited, Joel, because I, I bought a VPN. I got NordVPN. I just try, I'm trying out one month subscription, so yep. hopefully my I can uh, watch it on OneFootball. Is that where you watch J-League? You can... Yeah, that's, that's, the, the, VPN, that's the ideal can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if they have okay. the game. Well, they don't have every game, but... Oh, that's a good point. Okay, well, given uh, given that that game actually, the lineups will be out before the deadline. There is a decent chance there may be a couple of changes because uh, there are a uh, there are a couple of uh, players that potentially could be included. Uh, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll get to that. Um, Jack, any players that you've picked up during the game week that we just that we haven't talked about in the the preview of our teams? Uh, I don't think so. I think um, every player I picked up was being used in my team, to be honest. I'll just have a quick look through. Uh, I did pick up a rare card. I don't know if I mentioned that. That's like the only rare card in my club. Um, let me just go through my cards and sort to new. Uh, I can't actually remember the name of the rare card, but I do think he was very good value when I picked him up. Um, it was a Jeju player, wasn't it? It's actually a uh, Gimshion player. He's oh, his no, card. Right. Was it he used to yeah, play yeah. for Jeju, but he's gone to Gimshion. Yep. He's a midfielder. I think he's 24 or 25, and he's playing fullback. Um, he's scored quite well the last five. In, in uh, his name is Kang to... Yoon Sung. In terms of having gone to Gimshion, for those that aren't aware, the K League has this, well, Korea has this really interesting, um, well, interesting to those countries that don't have a similar system, I guess, but have a, um, a conscription. Um, where you know you've got to go and serve in the army um, for a certain period of time, uh, unless you've played some sort of level of international football, uh, inclusive of like the Asian, it's the Asian Games, Asian Cup, um, where you know it can, it's a huge thing for Korean footballers to to be you know to play in that. Otherwise, you know they're they're forced to to go and serve in the army. I think it might be two two years. Um, so you have this really interesting thing where the army has a team in the K League that made it up this season to the to the top league. So they're kind of almost on a pseudo loan from their club, but can play against their club. So it's really really interesting. Um, I think that's probably one of the most fascinating things to me, Jack, and getting familiar with the the K League. Yeah, it is, and it's quite um, ironic that you say that, Joel, because you know he is on 
loan from Jeju. And he actually played against Jeju in the last game. Genshin yeah. played Jeju and he scored a 61 um, yeah. in that game. Because because he's listed as a midfielder, um, he doesn't get as affected by the position loss stats. So he plays fullback for Genshin, but he's listed as a midfielder. So, you know, he's getting, um, you know, like pretty good all round scores because of that, because, you know, he's contributing on attacks, he's winning tackles and doesn't get affected by the position loss like most most uh, fullbacks do when they're listed as a defender. So um, as long as he continues to keep playing, I think uh, I'll hopefully, uh, you know, obtain the rewards from that, you know? So yeah, pretty, pretty happy with that purchase. Um, yeah, but I don't good. know too much about this guy, to be honest, otherwise. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good pick up at the time. So picked I him agree. up. Well, for me, I um, I picked up a bunch of can- uh, Hankook Youngs. <laughs> um, there was oh, really? absolutely fire um, video posted on Instagram of him uh, in, his, in his recovery, basically <laughs> running through cones and just looking like a blooming, I don't know, um, sprinter. Um, pretty, uh, he was pretty... He nimble. looked he had an ankle injury anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's recovering from ankle injury. His ankles look pretty good. In that video, I gotta say. So, um, yeah, I already had one of his cards because uh, he was expected to be a, quite a good player and has has some decent games in his last forty. I think his ZL forty something around like fifty five, um, or his all time Serie scores. I think is averaging something like fifty five. Um, only like thirty seven bips for his limited card at the moment. I picked up two more limited, so I forgot three of them uh, at about thirty bips each. So. I mean, with where Ethereum's at now, it's about, what, $8 US or $9 US a card. And I also bought his rare, his new new season rare card, because uh, for that was a bit bit of a splash, about 519 bips. Um, so, you know, I think um, if he gets back to starting for Gangwon, he's going to transform that team. And, uh, you know, I've got a target on it, Jack, of about 1,000 bips that he'll get to, I think. Um, before I might consider selling. The other um, player that I picked up and is why I'm interested in just re- having realised that Urawa's lineup will be out before the game week uh, closes off uh, is that I picked up Kasper Jonka from Urawa because he's now back. He's apparently match fit or ready to play is what the manager said. Uh, I think it was, was it Matsuyama? It was someone who covers the J-League posted about it on Twitter. Uh, alongside Ayumu Ohata, who's the young fullback for Urawa that I that I have, um, who got injured, I think, during the Asia Champions League, is also now ready to go. So um, for those that don't know, Urawa have two other very good Danish players in their team. Kas- uh, was, it, uh, was it Carlson? Was it Carlson? The Jesper Carlson or something? Mm-hmm. The- he doesn't have a card, though. Yeah, he doesn't have a card, um, but very good player. And Alex Schalk, who also Danish player that doesn't have a card. Um, and so that Danish connection, I'm, I'm banking on uh, Junker really fitting in because they've they've got a lack of forwards. Um, Udo, they've been playing different sort of attacking mids up front, and I think that's why they've you know struggled at times to score. Um, so some beautiful they play some beautiful football. Um, Fantastic daughter player, probably actually one of my favorite teams in Japan, just in terms of the style of football they play. But so picked him up for about 187 bips, and I've got another uh, opportunistic offer out there <laughs> for one. 
uh, and then uh, I also bought Tatsuki Nara center back for Avispa. Um, but I'll probably ta perhaps talk a little bit about that in the in our spicy deals segment. Um, but Jack, one other thing I wanted to talk about is as we're talking about trading and, and offers, um, and it's actually been on our list to talk to for a, a few episodes now, is, is trading etiquette. Um, have you had recently like any offers that just absolutely, you know, fired you up with madness? Uh, I've had my fair share. I don't know as much recently. There was actually one guy that um, went all the way to message me on my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I, I suppose he just searched Jack Hammond on Instagram. <laughs> so that was a bit, that was a bit funny. Uh, wow. And the offer <laughs> was like below 20% of the value of what I was listing it for. And my card had was the floor oh, so that. it was just like oh, sheesh man um so I, I just didn't reply uh <laughs> don't know if that's the wrong thing to do but you know i i just rejected it uh i've had like i think i've had like the same offer three times in a row from one guy just Ugh. like on a different day like i reject it and then he comes back to me the next day oh. uh, with the same thing which i'm not like too angry about because ether's been um changing yeah. quite a lot um but yeah, like stuff like that, but nothing too crazy, to be honest. Yeah, I think for me just recently, I, I shared it with you, but um, I'm going to shout out the, the manager, Matip, M-A-T-T-E-P 100. Um, this guy, <laughs> I had listed, um, was it Kim Min-Jun? It was Kim Min-Jun or Choi Ji-Yoon, one of the young uh, wingers from Ulsan who tends to like start the game and then get subbed off after 20 minutes because of their weird under 23 rule they have. <clears throat> he came in, I was, floor was at 38 and I was at 40 in bips, that is. Um, and when I'd listed, I was the floor at, at 40. Um, comes in with an offer of 26, which I'm like a third less, not a particularly, you know, not a particularly big fan of, of taking an offer that much of a discount. I reject it, comes back with an offer of 29 bips, still a fair bit short. <laughs> then he adds in Nick Bezler, who I don't know if anyone listening knows of, some random American guy who's basically worthless. Um, you can buy him for like four bips. He's basically a bench warmer. And then I reject that. He comes back. <laughs> the next offer is two Nick Bezlers. <laughs> he added in a second Nick, Nick Bezler. I don't know why. <laughs> You know, if I'm not going to accept the first one, I'm not really that interested in, in the second one as well. I mean, you could make the argue that, you know, the argument that the combined value of, you know, both of them plus the bips comes close to the floor, you know, if you can sell them for that four bips. But it's like, if you know, I just, and, and this is something I want to just actually talk about for a moment. But um, if you're going to make, you know, an offer of players, I think you have to make an offer of like players that sum up to more than actually, you know, the, the floor or more than what you're, you're selling at, yeah, or at, yeah. least, at least come close, like very close. Um, but I, I, I do really think it has to, to be more than, um, than it, it's worth. But so I blocked him. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't in, in a good mood. So I'm not going to put up with this crap. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, it, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're listening uh, and uh, you've tried to make me an offer again, I, I don't know what Sirius is actually when you try to make an offer to, to someone that's blocked you, but that is why. 
<laughs> I've actually got a funny one here, Joel, too. I've, yep. I've just gone through my like history of offers received. So I don't know if you know Yamakawa. He was the guy I was selling. He's like a Vissel Kobe defender. He's under 23, but he's had a lot of DMPs. Um, hasn't really been played. His floor is probably like below five bucks. I think I was probably selling him four bucks the other day. So this one guy called Bezel, um sent me five offers for him. So he sent me the okay, same two players, um, like a trade offer. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Bezel one. I think this is the guy that may have missed me on Instagram. I might be wrong. He might be listening to this. That'd be pretty funny. But anyway, um, <laughs> he two two players um, at the same two players. He did it once. He did it tw- twice. He did it twice. The same two players, just two offers. And then the next offer he sent was the same two players again and one bip. And then he sent me another offer because I rejected that one. He did the same two plays again. And then he offered me two bips. Like, it's just like, what is the point? Because I'm not going to dedicate ridiculous. the time to list these guys at floor. I don't know who these players are. Yeah. And then he did the same thing, I think, again, with the same two players and another player that was probably worth like three or four bips. Like, it was just like so annoying. I haven't blocked him, but like, I mean, I don't know these three players. I don't know when they're going to sell. Yeah. I don't want to have to do the research for them because it's four bucks. Like, it's just like not with my time, mate. So, uh, for me, I'm like, yeah, what goes through people's minds that they're like, all right, these players that I don't want that are like mostly just not playing at all, they sit on the bench. Oh, that guy that has no cards from that team or from that league, he will probably want them. I mean, like, you know, it's like if you're going to offer make mm. offers of, of players and you expect the person that you're offering it to to like be aware of that player's value, then at least do your homework first and like see whether you know they have some some players from that league or that you know that team because they don't they're clearly just you know they're just going to value that player at whatever you could you know buy them at floor or or cross your fingers mm. that you might be able to sell them at floor it's just I, I don't understand why these people think that you know like if, like if, if the sum total of like the floor value of the players plus any ETH is being offered if the sum total of that is less than the floor like, you know, why am I going to accept that? I actually got a good offer from someone, Joel, because um, I was selling Sinjin Hope because I was just taking advantage of his scores doing really well. I thought it was a good time to sell him. And someone offered me 180 bips or 37 US dollars and offered me a June as well. Um, and like the value was of both Junamano and the uh, E30 semi was more than I was selling my Sinjin Ho for. So Great I was guy. like, yes, I'll accept that. Cause I, I know Junamano. I think there's a lot of demand for him. Yeah. Like just a solid offer. Like he probably was just struggling to flip his Junamano. Didn't have the ETH and was just like, yeah, let's just yeah. get it done. Let's get my team sorted. Like that was just a good handy offer. That was a, that was a one I liked. So I accepted totally. that. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, we've probably all done that. We've you know tried to see a whole bunch of players before. You know, Cause we really want a, a card and we like maybe don't have enough of an ETH balance and we just you know, can't flip the cards quick enough. Um, but I mean, when you, you know, yeah, when you're getting those like offers that just don't add up, or well, they're offering you like ten cards or eight cards, and you're like, oh, I know that pretty much all these guys are going to be DNP rubbish. You know, the combined value is like forty bips or less. Um, you know, it's just, it's like, why, why waste someone's time? Like, no, no one's going to accept that um, unless they specifically know those players and know that they're going to be, you know, starting or they're out injured or or whatever. You know. Um, you have to kind of have some special mm. knowledge. I have had one instance, which was quite interesting, where I made an offer on a guy's card 
he withdrew it and then um, offered his card for one of, um, he offered his card plus some other bits for one of my cards. It's like he was listing, it might've been Palacios from, mm. uh, from Seongnam, who I was interested in picking up. He was fairly cheap. Um, I made the offer on him, he withdrew him. Yeah, and then tried to combine that with, I think some ETH in a trade for, I can't remember actually which of my players it was. Could have been Lusu Bin or something. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. I thought there was there was a lot of um, like I credit that initiative. You know, he's like, okay, clearly this guy is interested in this player. Actually, you know, he's got a player that I'm interested in. Can we just work out a trade? But I think before I could even respond, he'd cancelled the the offer. Um, might have been like, you know, might have made the offer when I was asleep. But I thought it was kind of interesting. It's only happened to me once or twice when they've, they've actually done that. Um, but mm. I, I do want to, you know, say if you are going to be that person that offers multiple cards, offer the most valuable one at the top of the list. Like, you know, it's, it's, if, you've, if you're offering like six or seven cards, like I don't think that it's inherently like wrong in itself. Like it needs to be good value, obviously. But if you're making, if you're putting like five absolute duds first and then the good one sixth or seventh, I'm just going to reject that. And I'm sure most people are. That, you know, they're going to open, you know, a tab to look at those first two two players. They see they're like DNP rubbish. They're just going to go, nah, that's a, rub- that's a rubbish offer. You know, reject that. Mm. Um, I've, I've seen that a lot. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a douchebag thing, wasting someone's time. Just just don't waste people's time. Totally. Alrighty. Well, I think I do want to um, touch on um, the rubbish bin segment and spicy deals. Um Okay. Very short rubbish bin segment this time around. I know it, Jack. There is someone that has joined um, Kim Young Bin in the 27-point club for L5. <laughs> it is none other than Cameron Cammy Kerr. It's known by Cammy, uh, according to Transfer Market uh, for, of Dundee FC. Um, I don't think you can get much more of a... Well, I'll caveat this. I don't know a lot about the Scottish League. I don't know. He might leave, leave the club, but I've had a look at him. He's 27. He's been at Dundee, I think, for this is his sixth season, fifth season there. Um, has had just rubbish scores. Dundee are a rubbish team. They're getting relegated. Um, there's no way they can survive. Um, and so he probably goes and plays in the in the division below. I don't know. He might leave and, and move to a better team. Someone's probably going to roast us, roast me <laughs> for, for, uh, for trash-talking this guy. But he's selling for, I think, four bips. His rare card's for about 80 bips. Uh, if he does get a move, could be a bargain. He's a fullback. Um, always seems to be the fullbacks that, you know, are some of the, the worst scorers in the game. But woeful, woeful form. Even his L15 is, I think, in the mid, mid-30s. But there you go. Rubbish bin. Um, someone listening might think that's a bargain. Could be. Joel, I don't know if you saw this, bro, but I was on Twitter today. Um, you can have a look at this now while I'm talking about it if you want. So if you go to So Rare on a Budget, uh, I think he has a YouTube channel too. He actually bought the entire Dundee team. I think he's a Dundee fan, obviously. Oh, yeah. And he matched um, like the serial number of every single player in the Dundee <laughs> team. So for example, he bought the goalkeeper and has that. the number one like serial um like card for the goalkeeper because he has he wears number one and then he's just matched every single Dundee player um with their like serial number like it's crazy like fair play like that's um that's classic collectability like, at its finest 
you know yeah that's and i was going through awesome. some of the comments too and yeah i was going through some of the comments too and he was just saying like i don't care if they go down in value like he's just like such a um ad like just a collector i don't know it's, it's it's not something i would personally do but i thought that was like pretty entertaining i'm just like fair play to the guy he loves loves dundee so uh yeah i thought that was pretty hilarious one thing um i thought was interesting is um charlie adam he's at dundee don't know if you knew that mm. yeah i know that black, guy black player yeah well there you go is oh. in uh, his um in his image um cameron kerr the uh the uh, rubbish bin player that I was talking about is, uh, is the second picture there. So there you go. I love how in his comment he says, worthless to most, prize possession to me. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, it's, not, it, it's pretty funny. That's not his uh, his rubbish bin. Might be ours, but yeah. Well, that's, cool. that's, <laughs> cool. that's a cool part to, um, to sorry, especially, uh, especially if you support like a, a relatively poor team. No one else is going to value those cards and you can just pick up the whole squad for pretty cheap. So that's that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. So on the on the uh, on the flip side, spicy deals um, segment. I talked earlier about having picked up Tatsuki Nara from Avispa, and obviously Jack. Yeah, we've been burned by the, the front half of of Avispa. Um, so uh, you know the the Fukuoka part is is burned. The Avispa part. <laughs> The back, the back part is uh, is still looking uh, fresh and, and tasty. Um, I, I, we don't own Murakami, the, the keeper. Very good keeper, not not cheap. Uh, yeah, very reliable scorer because of Avispa's penchant to basically play for nil draws just about every week, um, except when it's FC Tokyo for some reason. Um, but Nara and Groly, so cheap, the limited cards. Uh, Nara, I think I got for 30 burps. He's still down around there. And uh, Groly is down around 20 burps, um, which if you're coming in from with cash, if you're a newbie to Soria, I mean, that's uh, right now about eight US dollars for both. Uh, no, sorry, about 10 US dollars, 11 US dollars for both of them, 50 burps. That to me is an absolute bargain because uh, one, when they do play, they score well. Um, consistently 50 points plus so you know I think can make for a great use in like a underdog uh, well not necessarily an underdog team I don't they use it on underdog but like a specialist team or even just a global all-star team and uh, I know you hate it when players are rotated Jack but it seems like uh, the manager's been following a very consistent pattern since Nara has returned from injury and in that basically uh, he's you know um, not resting uh, any because they've got three centre backs, those two guys plus Daiki Mia, who is the most overpriced of the three. He's still up, he's up around 80 bips. Basically, managers just benching one one week and then the next week playing them. And I think following that pattern, you can get a pretty high certainty of which player is going to play um, in the next game week. So, you know, you're not always going to be able to use both of them together. Um, two of them together, but there's always going to be one player that you pretty confidently can can stick in the lineup. Um, and should anything get injured, like uh, Nara was for a while, it's going to be the other two guaranteed starters. So uh, I like I don't yet have Groly, but I bought Nara. Um, full disclosure there. Um, 
it looked like um yeah i think nara was uh was it nara or Groly? i think it was Groly. it's the cheapest option of a player with an aa score averaging 18 plus over the last 15 games in all this area um and by a, a big margin i think the next cheapest was like 100 bips um so that's what i thought very very good value not gonna be able to use them every week but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> burned, burned by Pep Roulette. <laughs> that is probably the, that's probably. Yeah, I guess for me it's like they're not going to be the main pieces of my team, but if you get two like quality centre backs for fifty-two bips, that you know you, you know you're not going to be able to use every week, but there's going to be some really like you know logical weeks to use them. I think that that represents you know reasonable value as part of um, the portfolio. But totally get where you are, what you know where you're coming from. I think um, that's probably the first time ever that. If it's for Fukuoka being compared to Man City, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen again. Oh man, the difference in quality. Uh, um, the other one um, who um, I just picked up actually, Casper um, Junker. Um, I don't know if you noticed, Jack, but I'm 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 fuming at this. I'm fuming that somehow we missed this. But his brand new rear. Only a week ago, I went for 612 bips for a forward, a starting forward. That is that guy. Whoever, whoever, if you're listening and you you won that, you're an absolute legend. What a great piece of scouting that was. I mean, his, his limited was almost trading for that price <laughs> only a month ago. Very, very close to that price. I think it was about 550 bips or something at one point. Um, yeah, I was pretty mad, mad to see that. Um, but yeah, around... Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's because they've only been selling them in bundles. I don't know why they've, I don't know, some, something to do with the agreement with Udo. It's, it's odd. I don't, yeah, there's a couple of teams. I think, is it just 
Kashima and Urawa that's only been selling new cards in bundles. Because um, it's the same for Jonka. It's only been in, in bundles. So I think the only people actually buying them are people that are just buying and holding. Um, selling off the other players that they don't want, you know. But, yeah. Really odd, but... Yeah. Well, that was yeah, better better than a pancake stack and a rubber stack. Very tasty. Yeah, they do love to, to rotate. Yeah, I mean, it, just having realised that uh, their starting time is a decent chance now that I just end up with a bit more of an Arawa stack in one of my teams. We'll um, have, to, have to wait and see what the, the starting lineup is. All right, Jack. But before we go, if, if like. <laughs> A few th a few other things in Sorry that that amuse me. Uh, Sorry Academy. W why does no one play it? You got like, is it are the people that are playing it just like trying to keep it a secret, or you've got like what four thousand five hundred people that play it, and you've got a hundred thousand people that play the casually. That to me is not. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think the people that play it just are really, really mindful <laughs> to not talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to put it into context, you've got three limited cards. Um, up for grabs with about a hundred thousand teams entered in the casual league every every week. I mean that is astronomically tiny odds of of winning anything. It's a what's it a point zero zero three percent chance. It's just about a lotto ticket chance really. Um, and if you're new to the game, you've got oh totally. It's it's. I mean, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm not saying it's one or other. I'm saying, like, comparing the number, of, you've got 100,000 100, people that play that, and then in Sora Academy, you've got about 4,500, and the top 10 win limited cards, and just the other week, the top one, one in Mbappe in, in Sora Academy. And I don't, I don't think in casually they give anything out higher than a, a tier one, as far as I was aware. Um, so, crazy to me. Um, well, Sora Academy, I think, will be, because it's only the top five European clubs, it's the only the champion Europe clubs that's going to be finishing up for the uh, for the season in one or two weeks. But just uh, that's just something that I find crazy. And then Sora Mega, really anyone plays that as well. Sora Mega. Probably Academy, because everyone has the same pool of cards. Like, it's not reliant on the cards you have. So I think, you know, it's, it's very quick. Yeah. Don't even need any cards. Yeah. 
totally. Yep. Mega three, mega five, mega eight, mega red. Totally. Yeah, and then yeah, there's quite a variety of formations. And as you sort of progress, they have like a experience and leveling up system. And as you level up, you get crates which you open, and inside they have coins which you can use to to bid on sort of basically boosts that boost certain stats and some that detract from other stats. And you also get you know those items as well and those those crates as you level up. Um, there's a shop. Did you not know that? Oh, mate. You've probably got all these all these crates. Yep, I focus mega eleven. Mega eleven. Yeah, because there's the, the fewest number of teams. Like looking at this this game week, there's about eighteen hundred mega eleven, about twenty two hundred mega eight, twenty nine hundred and mega five, and about thirty four hundred mega three, and Reward in Mega 11, first place gets a rare card. I mean, for starters, for a, for a, you know, you can submit limited, rare, super rare, unique, doesn't matter. They, they all score the same on this. You can, you know, submit all your limited cards and potentially want a, a rare. Second to 11th is a limited card. I mean, you know, in terms of a, you've got like a, you know, it's 1% of people winning rewards. I mean, it's a nice extra. Um, Mega 8 exactly the same in terms of number of rewards mega five exactly the same mega three exactly the same so the reason i go for mega 11 is because you've got um you know the best um reward to to entry ratio and then i just sort of go down the list from there um not that i've actually won anything yet um but yeah there's it's kind of just cool that you compete in those different leagues they have if those that aren't aware they've got like an elo system um, I'm guessing at the end of the season or some sort of season, they reward people as well based on where they finish overall. Um, and I've had pretty mixed results. I tend to sort of win half and lose half um, that I'm entered into each week. But yeah, it's a good, good um, extra to plan. Um, yeah, so I think if you're not playing both, I mean, it can be easy to forget. But if you're not playing both, I think you're missing out. Anything you want to add, Jack? Otherwise, I think um, we'll wrap up episode five. <laughs> Let's go, Ura. Let's go, Jeju. Yeah, big game week and plenty to look forward to in game week 271 as well. There's, it's busy game week for um, the Asian leagues. And we'll have plenty, um, and we'll be participating in that goalkeeper special as well. Looking forward to that. For those that aren't following us on Twitter, a reminder that you can follow us at So Rare Grind. We will do giveaways again in the future. If you missed out on this one, well, tough luck. You better hope that the star tier limited's not one, or you're going to be pretty flipping mad that you didn't follow. Um, you can also email us uh, on so grind at gmail.com. Still, haven't had any probably had some promos for 
you know, signing up to um, some sort of scam. But uh, yeah, haven't you had any, any emails from the, the community? So feel free to hit us up, um, even if you just want a yarn to us. That's us for episode five. We'll be back again with episode six in a few days. Over the weekend, uh, a special episode for how to begin Soria is coming out. Um, that was a bit of a, a long ramble and just chat through through things. But if you're a newbie to Soria, check that out because that should definitely have some value in it. Otherwise, that's all for us for another episode of Soria Grind.